The Veterans Affairs Department has a $6 billion IT budget. Now there's real news. Its chief information officer finally has control over it. This means the largest civilian agency is at last complying with a 2015 law that gave agency CIOs authority over all IT spending. Federal News Network's Jason Miller got a hold of the memo giving the VA CIO new authority. Jason writes about why, five years after the passage of the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FATARA, agencies are still falling short of meeting the spirit and intent of that law. Jason, let's start with the VA memo. What's in it, and why did this all take five years for really what should be the leading agency here? In many ways, Tom, you're absolutely right. What took five years, and that's it's unclear what took so long. And the only reason we even knew about this memo, Tom, was because the VA Inspector General released a report back in May about the agency's implementation of the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, or FATARA, and in it, kind of buried in it, when you know I found it and said, oh, there's this new memo that said the CIO just got responsibilities and oversight over IT spending. I actually had to submit a federal... Uh, a FOIA for this memo, and they got they turned it around very quickly. Full credit to VA for being quick on the memo. And when I got it, I have to say I'm a little disappointed. It's only two pages, and it basically just says, you know, for this policy, you know, the VA CIO now is in charge of all money that is either appropriated by Congress or all money that's funded outside of the congressional appropriations to include interagency acquisitions. It says uh, the policy changes are effective immediately and fully implemented no later than third quarter of fiscal 2020, which we're basically in the middle of. And and really, that was the entire memo. And you read this and go, well, what took so long? This seems so easy. They could have written this in 2016 and 2017 and so on and so forth. But it's done, and and it's a big win for the VA CIO. All right. And the VA might be the largest, but it's not the last agency which should fall in line with Vitara. There's several others that still have not. What's the status there? We're looking at the 2019 December scorecard from the Oversight and Reform Committee on FATARA. So we're going to expecting a new scorecard to come out in late July, so things could be updated. But as of December, yes, there were four agencies. Three agencies received an F under CIO authorities, Energy, Transportation, and Homeland Security. And the Environmental Protection Agency received a D under CIO authority enhancements, which was one of the major tenets of the 2015 law. Now, why those four agencies still are struggling, it's hard to say each individual has their own issues. Energy, for instance, has a lot of national labs. Transportation is dealing with FAA. Homeland Security is, you know, Homeland Security in many ways. EPA is probably the biggest head scratcher there because they, they, they're not as disparate. They don't have all these different bureaus and the like. So it's, it's unclear why. But I did talk to Rich Butel, who is a former House Oversight and Reform Committee lead staff member and one of the principal staff members behind FITARA. And he said, you know, why we're still talking about this five years later really still is befuddling. He goes, the law is very clear. Why, we shouldn't be tying CIO's hand. They should have meaning, meaningful oversights. And he says it's a matter of resourcing, focus, and staffing. And the CIOs really should be brought in to be true uh, partners in the C-suite with business and mission sides. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller, and you've quoted Butel as to why this is so difficult. Why is it so difficult? It seems the language is quite plain with what Congress intended for FATARA. So I talked to a couple other people as well for this story, and they both had similar but different takes. For instance, Tony Scott, the former federal CIO who actually wrote the FATARA implementation memo for OMB, said it's really a matter of personality. Do you have a strong CIO? Do you have a weak CIO? Is the person in that seat, do they carry a weight to them which which says, 
I will get this done. I will be in control. He goes, listen, it's very similar to the corporate world where he's seen CIOs with all the authority, but they're weak CIOs. They really don't understand the politics. And we're talking about little politics, the little P politics here, Tom, as well as understand people. And then you had CIOs who were very strong, but didn't have any authority behind them, but really came in and took charge and understand how to, how to, if you will, play the game a little bit. I also spoke with Jonathan Album, who's a former CIO at the Agriculture Department and is now over at uh, ServiceNow. And one of the things he said is there's a lot of resource issues that, that, fall, uh, that, that go into this. A lot of CIO offices, especially in big departments like agriculture, for instance, or transportation, they may not have the, the, the staff to say, we're going to oversee all this spending, and they may not have the insight and then, therefore, they can't get a hold of it. It gets spent in shadow IT. So a lot of CIOs don't have the right tools and, and resources to do this. And one of the suggestions he actually made, which is, I think is fascinating, is automation. We hear that all the time, for instance, with uh, security. But if you could automate IT spending, meaning every time money is spent, it, there's a message that goes to the CIO, or before money is spent, every time there's a contractor you know, uh, put out there for a bid or something to that effect, the CIO would get some sort of alert and they could stand in and say, hold on, before you spend it, let's, does it f meet our architecture, our standards and the like? And I, I think those are some of the reasons why CIOs, and especially from these big disparate agencies, are really struggling. Uh, I think that the bigger issue here, though, Tom, is also, as the IG said in the VA report, there's been some turnover in the VA uh, CIO's role. And you know, they, the person there just hasn't been there long enough to, to seize control. And there's, if you remember from several years ago, there's a push at one point to make CIOs a five-year term appointment because you had so much turnover. Now, a lot of these CIOs do last longer than, than two or three years, as GAO has said years and years ago. They probably haven't done an updated study in several sure, years. Yeah. But that's part of the trouble is when you have a good, strong personality and then they leave, how do, how do things fall back? Or is it institutionalized? That's right. And if you're coming in from the outside as an appointed CIO and you have control over the budget, first of all, it probably takes nine months to figure out where all the dollars even are and how the whole thing is organized because you are entering into something that is more bureaucratic probably than any corporate setting you could find. But, Jason, let's uh, shift gears a moment while we have some time. Other big news for small business contractors on the part of GSA. What happened? This is the 8A Stars 2 government-wide acquisition contract, the GWAC. Tom, we reported back in May that GS, GSA actually had reached the ceiling of the 8A2 Stars contract, meaning there would be no more business against it for the rest of this year, except for the business that was already in process today. Well, GSA just announced yesterday that they're raising the ceiling of the 8A Stars GWAC by $7 billion to $22 billion. So basically, they're reopening up 8A Stars 2 to any agency, any company, who is already on the contract, there's like 780 plus co uh, companies, but they can go out and continue to market and get other agencies to spend money against the contract. And this is a major win for small businesses. When GSA said we can no longer accept really new business under 8A stars, that put a lot of these companies who were basically saying, hey, we, we have a pipeline, we've been working with agency you know, customers to get them to use the contract, and now everything stops. So this is an important win. So again, $7 billion increase to the ceiling of 8A Stars 2. I guess in some sense, these programs all become like GSA schedules. <laughs> they run in perpetuity until they get around to something to replace it. In many ways, an 8A Stars 3 is coming soon. GSA actually released late last week a pre-solicitation notice saying that the 
final solicitation for 8A Stars 3 should be out in a couple of weeks with awards probably made in the next, you know, you know, nine year or so, I would say, and then getting ready for the sunset date of 8A Stars 2, which is roughly around August 30th, 2021. We'll keep an eye on that. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out all of his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.